This is but one of a thousand true crimes. to a thousand oh my gosh a thousand true crimes <laughs> let me learn the name so of our late show recording for so a late, late recording today <laughs> it is um i am here with my lovely co-host joe and we are recording a few days before the spookiest day of the year coming up i know halloween halloween so- we decided we want to do a bonus episode for you guys. This is going to be a good one. I'm excited. Yeah, it's a fun one. Well, I mean, not. I mean, I don't know. you know, it's fun. It's not fun, Plus, but it's, it's it takes timey one. It's an old timey one, so like, yeah, it has. You have a little bit more distance like, leeway, <laughs> leeway with. I don't know if you're going to be funny with. I don't know. Anyways, before I dig myself into my own grave, um, <laughs> what are you drinking right there with you? <laughs> what are you drinking over there? Um, I have, um, what is it? It was the one I had before with the duck on the label. Decoy. 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 Nice, girl. I switched it up. I'm having some Pinot Grigio. Nice. I mean, it's still white wine, but, you know. Sticking with these cab salves right now. It's... Well, it's a good time of year because it's finally getting fucking chilly in North Carolina. No. It took six years. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And, of course, my dog just comes in with, like, her toy. So it's just going to be a night. I can already tell. Well, I'm recording in the room with the kittens, so you guys might hear them from time to time in the background. So You'll probably hear my dog jing jingling all over the place with a dang tag. pet-friendly situation yes. over here. If you are against <laughs> – what are you throwing in the air? Oh, it's her ball. Um, all right. Well, I mean, do you just want to kind of like jump on in? Yeah, I guess since we're just doing a special episode, we don't have to do updates or anything like that. Yeah, let's just do it. Yeah, we're just going to jump on in. Um, all right. So we're going back in time, y'all. We're going back to 1897 to Lewisburg, West Virginia. And this is the Greenbrier ghost story. Okay. So this is how a ghost was able to help convict her murderer. (laughs) This is true. This is a true story. This is true. Yes, this is true. This is true. This is wild. Chelsea also, I feel like I should just say, she's loved this case for forever. I feel like I remember you in college telling me about this case. I just feel like... like, A ghost that was like a witness or something like that. This this ghost is my spirit ghost. Like, if I ever get (laughs) murdered, you best bet your ass if Jesus is like, so here's the deal. You can go back and like for the next like thousand years, just haunt the shit out of this person and their family and whomever... Or you can go to heaven and be like all forgiving. I'm be like, yes, let's start the fucking haunting. Like I'm coming at you. I'm going back. So you ain't going to get rid of me that easily. You better get ready. Do some Hail Marys. Um, All right. So on January 23rd, 1897, Edward Troutshoe went and knocked on a woman's door that morning and asked for a favor. He was wondering if her 11-year-old son, Andy Jones, could go to his farm to collect some eggs 
and then asked his wife, Elva Zona Hestershoe, if she needed anything in town. So the boy shows up to the farm, knocks on the door, but no one answers. Can you hear that ball squeaking? No. You're probably going to hear it in this. Um, that character to our podcast. I know. He opens the door anyways and finds Zona sprawled on the floor at the bottom of the stairs. You can hear it, right? I heard it that time. <laughs> okay. It's going to go away now. put it up we'll see if that does anything see this is where like i miss having a fucking fence because i could just like throw her outside and i can't do that anymore (laughs) it is funny though i mean she just is trying real hard to get your attention (laughs) she is she's okay anyway it's like mom dad's out of town the baby's asleep this is our time time she really does think this is her time and it's really not um okay so he he knocked on the door he knocked on the door no one answers he decides he's gonna open the door anyways and he finds zona sprawled on the floor at the bottom of the stairs dead oh good grief so and i know 11 too like welcome welcome to life so andy runs back home and tells his mom he then runs to the blacksmith shop where trout was working and told him so Trout seems distressed and runs back to the house. And by the way, okay. Edward goes by Trout. Like, I don't understand why you would choose that name, um, but okay. Especially when you got Ed. Like, that seems perfectly fine. I don't know. So the local doctor, who is also the coroner, arrives at the house. But by that time, Trout had moved his wife's body to the bedroom and put her in a high neck gown and scarf. And any time the doctor or coroner or anybody tried to examine her body, Trout would show signs of like distress and try to like he would stop anyone from getting close to too close to her. Mm, okay. Okay. So like red flag number one. So he's showing all signs of distress, like making sure no one gets too close to her. And after the doctor finished his exam, he claimed she died of everlasting faint, which is a heart attack back then okay okay but he later changes the cause of death to childbirth now the couple had only been married for three months and really didn't know each other very very well so like it's kind of like i don't know if he was like well she's young so can't be a heart attack so childbirth because that's like the only thing that women could die of back then i guess i don't really yeah okay um so at this point, though, very young to have a heart attack. Yeah. Yeah. So at this point, though, Zona's body was put in a casket and taken back to her mother's house where Trout kept up his act of being inconsolable and not letting anyone get too close to her body. And when they were preparing the body for burial, Trout placed a folded sheet on one side of her head, a piece of cloth on the other side and a large scarf around her neck, claiming it had been her favorite. Okay. So, like... Why? Major red flags. Seems or, real sus. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're trying to cover up her skull? Why? What's, what's, what's on her skull what's, and on her what's neck? On her, you know, what's on her neck? What, what do you want What's to going see? on? Mm. Why are you putting a sheet over her head? I don't understand. Yeah. Okay. So, a month goes by, and 
Zona's been, buried, Zona's been buried, and her mother, Mary Jane Hester, is going around the town telling people that her daughter's ghost was visiting her at night. And the ghost was telling her mother, like Zona was telling her mother, that she had been murdered. Hmm. So the whole town is talking about how about this now, and Mary Jane, along with her brother-in-law, Johnson Hester, goes to the Lewisburg prosecutor, John A. Preston, telling him that over a period of four nights, Zona's ghost appeared to her while she was laying in bed. And Zona told her mom that Trout had gotten angry with her because she didn't serve meat at dinner. So he grabbed her by the neck and squeezed until her neck broke between the first and second vertebrates. Okay, that's real specific. That's super, super like, put a pin in that. Like that comes back where you're like, oh, okay. So at this point though, because everyone in town is like talking about it and I'm real surprised they're not like this Mary Jane is fucking nuts because back then. Well, do you also think that people were witnessing his behavior and they were like, so it does kind of weird. So you'll Um, Okay, okay. All right. So (laughs) the prosecutor asks the coroner if he noticed anything unusual about Zona's neck while he was examining her. And pretty much the coroner was like, well, you know, now that you kind of mentioned it, the husband wouldn't let me examine her neck. And he's like, he goes, you don't suppose that might be suspicious? Okay, okay. That's where we just have to go, like... Why does he get to say that? Why does he get to say you can't examine his neck? He's the doctor. Like, you have to be like, no, I'm performing an autopsy, sir. Excuse yourself from the room. (laughs) This is the 1800s. Yeah, her body was his possession. Yeah, so, like, he... Makes me sick. Sick. (laughs) Um, Okay, so... Yeah. I mean, I would hope everybody that's listening to this would get that. If not, you really need to educate yourself. Um, So they exhume her body and had two more doctors examine the body. And they bring Trout to observe them while they're re-examining her. Okay. And you said, I'm sorry, you said this was about a month later. So we've got a month of decomp that's Mm -hmm. been going on. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. And now Trout is really protesting this and was told, pretty like, pretty much was told, if you don't attend, you'll be forced to attend. So, like, you're going to fucking Got be it. there. Got it. And the doctors agreed that her neck had been broken. Was she it had, between the first and whatever vertebrae? She had bruises on her neck in the shape of fingerprints. And her windpipe had been crushed and her neck had been broken oh, between the first was- and second vertebrates there it is now trout acknowledges at this point he would be arrested but they will not be able to prove it okay here we go so this is how this woman's testimony from the grave helped convict this man all right i'm here for it i'm here for it okay here we go here we go okay so trout gets charged with murder and while he's waiting for his trial, a few things about him gets discovered. First, okay. he is from a neighboring county, and his real name was, okay, Erasmus, E-R-A-S-M-U-S. What the fuck? Yeah, Erasmus. Erasmus. 
There's a reason why that name is not around anymore. <laughs> Trout Shoe, a blacksmith. He had also been previously married. Um, huh. Did she die? And this is where, like, in my research, I found, like, different information, contradicting information. So, okay. but also this is the 1800s, so they weren't really, like, I don't know. Keeping track. They definitely were not having interstate communication. No. <laughs> his, okay, so his first, I, one article I read said that his first wife was granted a divorce because he was severely abusing her physically. And then I read a second one, and then a second wife had suddenly died after eight months of marriage. And then I also read that both of his wives had died under suspicious circumstances. And I also heard that he had a third wife that died. So. So he's like a, he's a real con man. He's abusive asshole. Abusive piece of shit who mm-hmm. apparently just wants to rack up wives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So his trial starts, but they don't have a lot of evidence against him. And the defense decides to call Mary Jane to the stand to try and make her like, like look stupid. Like, look at this mom. This crazy yeah. lady, hysterical, oh, yeah. like yeah. control your emotions. Yeah. And yeah, having the de- visions of yeah. things your that are actually dead daughters crazy. coming back. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. So the defense asked her to describe her so called visit from the ghost. But Mary Jane's like, fuck you, I'm keeping to my story. And a local newspaper published a full transcript of the testimony. And I got this, essentially, I copied and pasted this from a West, um, not West Point, Washington Post article by Jillian Brockwell, which is also where I got a lot of my information. Um, and I also got my a lot of information from AppalachianHistory.net by Dave Tabler on the coast too. Okay. just there you go don't want to get sued um okay so here's the testimony ready i'm gonna read it okay okay hester oh attorney miss hester are you positively sure that these visits are not for dreams hester yes sir it was not a dream i don't dream when i'm wide awake to be sure and i know i saw her right there with me Attorney, are you not considerably superstitious? Hester, no, sir, I'm not. I w- was never that way before and am not now. Attorney, do you believe the scriptures? Hester, yes, sir, I have no reason not to believe it. Attorney, and do you believe the scriptures contain the words of God and his son? Hester, yes, sir, I do. Don't you believe it? Attorney, now I would like, if I could, to get you to say these that these were four dreams and not four visions or appearances of your daughter in flesh and blood. Hester, I'm not going to say that, for I am not going to lie. So he was trying to pull, like, you can't, okay, like, ghosts don't exist because of, you know, the scriptures and this and that and the Bible. And she's like, motherfucker, step down. She's like, yeah, uh, I believe all that, but I saw what I saw, bitch. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm going to ask you to fuck off. How else did they know to dig up her body? And why else did I know that her neck was broken between the first and second vertebrae? Okay. Yes. Okay. (laughs) So Trout would actually take the stand and he would just like ramble on and on. And he just did not give a great impression. No one really liked him. 
So on June 2nd, 1897, the jury would deliberate for about an hour, and they found him guilty of, of murder and sentenced him to life in prison. Nice. He would he died in 1900 from an un, unknown illness and only served three years, though. So, and like whatever, but like also back then, jail was not like like you did not have any rights in there. <laughs> no, that's why half of the old jails are haunted. Especially if, like, so he definitely your... suffered those three years. One can hope. Okay. Everyone should totally. So, no, I'll post his picture. Never mind. But like, they both are just beautiful young people. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. It's sad. Mm-hmm. So, Katie Letcher Lyle wrote an article in the wonderful West Virginia magazine. And she has done a lot of research on this case. And so, she, her theory and a lot of people's theory, because a lot, you know, it's very skeptical if a ghost did really appear like this and that. Mm-hmm. She theorizes that Zona's mother had already had suspicion of Zona's husband, Zona's husband before she died. And by pretending to receive the new, the news directly from Zona, she would appeal to the superstitions of her mountain tier neighbors and get a lot of public attention. So essentially she's like, so they won't believe a mother's intuition, but they'll believe superstition. Do you think so, though? I think the mother definitely had intuition, but I mean, I don't know. I like I'm do you go think with like it was maybe a ghost. she like just because I was it's gonna fun. Say, do you think I I think so? Well, how did she know? I mean, I guess she could have just been like, I'm just gonna guess. But at least if they like dig her up and look, they'll be able to see if she had a broken neck. Yeah, one way or the other. Even if I'm wrong, and like she just got lucky and it was right, but like. I don't know. It was very specific. And people took her seriously. That's Mm -hmm. the thing is like people. So obviously she had the character. Yeah. She wasn't some kook in society. She had the character where she said these things and people listened to her. So like, I don't know. I don't know. I know. So, yeah. And why did she pick the number four? Like, that's so random. She appeared four times. Well, and also like, I don't know what like it could be very lucky. She could have just gotten lucky. She could have. And I don't know if she, like, like education-wise, how much did they know back then, like, vertebrae's and, like, to I the know, public? Right? To the public, like, right. how much? Like, well, to me, like, one and two. Okay, that makes sense. But, like, she might. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm going to go know. with, I'm going to go with it that it's true. I think it's a Because yeah. it's. I think it was her I ghost. Know. I just feel like it'd be nice if they could come back and be like, well, this is what happened. Like, no. let me tell you, like, this bitch is lying. This this has <laughs> happened. Like, this is where you can find my body. This is where you can find the evidence. And we could just, like, all be like, okay, fuck you, move on. So. Yep. But. Well. All right. Well, that is, like, this is a very fun, short episode. Um, like, tell like me a spooky minutes. win. Um. Yes, we should do a spooky win. I got one. Okay, you go first. Let me think about mine. So my spooky win is that Sunday night we had a power outage. Mm, I have never been I have never been alone in my house. Um, And I would not say that I am a person who is easily scared. You know, I like Mm -hmm. watch a lot of horror movies. I feel very comfortable in that world. But the second the lights go out in the middle of the night and it's pitch dark and you're like alone in your house, it's like, oh my God, 
there's zombies in the corner. The purge mm-hmm. is starting. There's probably crazy people who have shut down the power specifically to kill me. Like, yeah, it's just like your at least I, <laughs> at least if you look out if you look out on the win- out your window and you see your whole neighborhood is yeah. out, then it's kind of like a sigh of relief and that you're why, not just being targeted. This is why it was a weekly win because I had my flashlight ready and I knew where it was and I was able to get there. I mean, I knocked a lot of shit over while I was getting there. Uh, I have a lot more respect for blind people. Um, I reported the outage like right away i did what she said i checked out the window and i was like okay the whole street is out everything is fine i lit a bunch of candles it was actually a really nice situation like settled in i was like okay i handled that you did god you got it okay you can survive a power outage i don't even have a flashlight so i'm fucked um all right my spooky when my kid is like I don't know if you get you have Disney Plus, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you watched the Muppets like spooky? Yes. Yes. He's obsessed with it. And so am I. Yes. So like that's my spooky one. Is that yes. when I'm like, okay, if I have to listen to one more like nursery rhyme song, I'm gonna freak yeah. the fuck out. I'm like, let's watch the Muppet Scary Show. And he's like, Yeah. So <laughs> So that's my spooky one. It's not super spooky, but I'm going to go with it. It's totally appropriate for the season. All right. Well, listen, happy Halloween, you guys. Stay safe. Be safe. safe. Check your candy for razor blades. Just kidding. 80s kids. (laughs) And drugs. will know. (laughs) Because you know that people are just giving away free drugs. So Every year. Find the candies with the drugs. Let me know the location. All right. Happy Halloween. Liability issues. We were joking. That's just all jokes. Okay. Happy (laughs) Halloween, y'all. Stay spooky. We'll see you guys on Wednesday. Bye.